1: BLOB TALK RADIO oh, After the morning after oh, After the night before Why is so serious? Yeah! The hyperbole
0: is done! Now we can finally play the game.
1: Miller
0: Miller for the end zone. Well played, sir.
1: You're the real MVP.
0: Let's do it.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In another episode of the morning after, it is March the 2nd. I am your homeboy, JQ, the Ohio State faction of this program, and let me be the first to wish my co host a happy birthday coming up here soon. Uh, Mr. Dylan Short, you joined the Bulldog portion of this program. How's it going, bro?
0: Uh, let's not remind me that I've got a birthday coming. All that reminds El me pattern. nowadays at this point is it means i got to pay for the tag and the car. And, uh, <laughs>
2: hey, All those fun days are behind. Hey, no, no, no. As long as that number still starts with a two, you're still okay. You talk to me when it starts with a three, then, then you'll
0: start to really hate it. <laughs> this is 25, so this is this is it. There's no more birthdays after this.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay. Like I said, <laughs> when you get to 35, you'll still appreciate 27. Trust me. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I got a feeling this week we might have to bump a little of the baseball talk again. But of sure, rest assured, good people is coming. But we got a lot of NFL to deal with just coming out of the combine. Um, and we got some news here late that we'll talk about about the process. We'll, we'll throw into the next segment. But there's one guy or a couple guys in this like I know that actually watch the Combine and try to analyze it as much as I do, and that will be my tag team partner, Mr. Dillon. So I'm going to throw it to him and for him to give us a couple of his winners and losers. And uh, just, you know, rises and falls. And who impressed you when you were uh, watching the Combine over the, this past
0: weekend? Now, I did watch a good bit of it in between um, slacking off at work to watch the Combine and whatnot. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a was <laughs> a. It was a good showing for your Ohio State boys, um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because there's like 25 of them in there.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Taylor, uh, before I go into my winners and losers, I'll just kind of touch on kind of the two since we're both dogs. and Dogs and bucks we'll kind of talk about. We had Taylor Decker in there who's projected to be a fairly high pick. Um, Joey Bosa mm-hmm. who's expected to go in the top five, probably top three. Um, Braxton Miller. Everybody should know, converted quarterback, trying up a wide receiver now. Um, we'll touch on him in a little bit. Eli Apple, don't be ashamed if you don't know that name. Redshirt sophomore, not many people know him. Uh, really surprised that he came out. Vaughn Bell, safety, uh, Georgia kid, actually, from Georgia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Zeke Elliott, everybody knows Zeke. Um, one of the top running backs, respected-wise, to come out since Gurley and then since Adrian along with him. Um, Georgia, we had Leonard Floyd. Keith Marshall, who I'm definitely going to touch on, Malcolm Mitchell, um, Jordan Jenkins, Chris Mays, um, fairly long list. John Theus, who I was actually really surprised I got an invite to the Combine, Uh, but I guess being 6'6 and 310 pounds will do that for you. Yes, sir. uh, Going into the winners and losers, uh, we'll start with the winners. It's always good to start on a positive note. (laughs) <laughs> um, biggest winners, I guess I'll kind of cut this down into into just biggest winners. Um, number one biggest winner, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a dog, has to be Keith Marshall. I mean, and you know my stance on this. Me and you have been talking about this since before the Georgia season even started about just how athletically talented Keith Marshall is. You're talking about a guy that's yeah. already had reconstructive knee surgery, has already had his ankle torn up. Um, what did he do? Just went out there and ran a 4-3. A four two eight unofficial and ran a four three one official forty fastest out of everybody at the combine. This is a kid that is five eleven, two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. And as if that wasn't was enough, went out, went out and threw up twenty five on the bench press, more than any other running back and fullback and receiver, and tied for number two in tight ends. The, wow! The combine couldn't go any better for Keith Marshall. The only things that needed that he needs to work on before his pro day now. Um, he did drop a pass in the gauntlet drill. Outside of that, he was fairly good. His routes were fine. Um his calling his calling card at Georgia was that he was the change of pace back for Gurley his freshman year. Um needs to work on his vertical though. His vertical was disappointing, second worst out of running backs, only had like a thirty and a half inch vert. Uh his broad jump was okay. It was like ten one. Which I know saying only a thirty and a half seems bad, but um as far as NFL backs it wasn't very good. The only person worse than him and that was Alex Collins. Um, another winner, Ezekiel Elliott, planted his place as the number one back in this draft. Ran a 4.47. Um, I believe he put up around 20 or 22 on the bench press. Had a good number. Uh, very good agility drills. Very good shuttle times. Um, showed off good hands. Decent routes. Basically, he did what everybody thought he would do. Aced his interviews by all accounts. Completely aced his interviews. Those character concerns after the Michigan State loss are basically gone. Um, you could see him go as high as number four, depending on how crazy Jerry Jones wants to be. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs>
0: my biggest surprise winner that nobody's talking about, Javon Hargrave. And if you guys have been paying attention, you've heard me talk about him a good bit. This is a defensive tackle out of South Carolina State. Just an absolute monster on the defensive line. About six three, about two hundred and ninety six ish, two hundred and ninety seven pounds. Ran a four nine seven forty. Uh, Put up 29 reps on the bench press, a 31-inch vert, and then a 10-foot broad jump while having super long arms and, like, 10-and-a-half-inch hands. Um, Just an absolute mauler whose tape matches the measurables. This is a kid who fires off the ball, who just creates absolute havoc on the line. Um, Projected to be a third-round pick at the moment, and I'm really hoping my Falcons can do their diligence and and nab this guy because this kid is going to be your small school. This kid and Vernon Butler are going to be your small school steals of the draft. Uh, but I guess we'll go into the losers, and there were a few big-time losers in this draft. Um, me and you were talking about this one. Darunia Wilson, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, yeah. wide receiver, 6'5", <laughs> 230, which sounds awesome. Ran a 4'8", 5'40". I mean, dude, there's yeah. linemen running faster than you. Not only that, that's pretty bad. dropped two passes in the gauntlets, his agility drills were garbage. I'm not even—if I remember this right—he didn't even make it to a 30-inch vertical. I mean, this dude had as bad of a combine as you could possibly have. I mean, he was—he <laughs> wow. was already projected—he was projected to be a fourth-round pick. This has dropped him at least to a sixth round, and I'm not sure if he does not ace his pro day, he's not getting drafted. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry I to have to say again. this to you, but your boy Eli Apple. Started out really nice with that 40, ran a 4-4 flat, 40. Unfortunately, that was as good as it got for Eli Apple. Nothing but average athleticism as far as everything else across the board, and his interviews were apparently not real good. I know, shocking for somebody who came out as a redshirt sophomore, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just was trying
2: to get paid. I mean, that's all that was. I mean, he's still, (laughs) I think, going to go first round, uh, maybe maybe early second.
0: (laughs) Biggest loser. I got two more losers. There were more losers than winners. Noah Spence was a was a loser in this in this yeah. combine. Um ran a lot slower than people thought. People were thinking he was gonna run in that four six range, and he really needed to ace this combine um in order to solidify himself as a first round pick, but he ran a four eight. Uh and his combine interview is not good at all. Reportedly some of the shakiest they had at the combine. Second only to my biggest loser of the day, Robert Kim Dichi. Now if you're just looking at his combine numbers, dude wins the day. I mean you're talking about a three hundred pound man that ran it uh four eight seven forty, which by the way, basically the same time as Joey Bosa, um, put up twenty six reps at the bench and with his long arms, that's an insane number. Uh killed the shuttle times. In fact he was uh he was better than some of the running backs on his agility drills. Just a massive mountain of a man who's supremely athletic. Um, nobody's ever questioned his abilities on the field. It was the interview process. And for a guy that jumped out of a four-story window, he somehow yeah. found a way to make it worse. You had him just rat out Laramie Tunsil, who nobody even right. knew was around him. Um, <laughs> just just flat out said that he was lazy and didn't feel like finishing plays. Took no responsibility, blamed the media for tarnishing his name. I mean, this kid, he's been dropped off of at least six boards already, and I mean, completely off. He took himself, at this point in time, he was probably a mid-to-late first-rounder. He's taken himself off probably at least a full round. Now, Buffalo may do something crazy, because Rex Ryan is a little cray-cray and a little dumb, a little dumb-dumb. But um, as far as that goes, I don't even think your boy Marvin would be drafting this guy in the first round. Yeah, no. When Marvin would take him the first round, Marvin would go bargain 100 the same way that Rex would um, because
2: of the value, thinking they could change him. But yeah, um, and, and to add to that, I think to hurt himself too. I mean, I don't think he was... We talked about it earlier before the season started being possibly number one, but when he got suspended and then running that... Uh, because He ran a 4.840. They were expecting to see him run a little faster. I was expecting to see him run a little faster. And then the other day, he well, got into a Twitter battle with some trolls and basically told them I'll be rich when I'm 35 and retired and you'll still be paying off the college debt. It's like, come on, man, you can't you can't do that. I don't care if you delete it afterwards, but you can't do that. Of course, the ice cream I got it. I left Bosa off on purpose. Um,
0: Go for it, right? I left Bosa off on purpose. I think he he didn't do anything to help or hurt himself. Um, as bad as his 40 was, and it, it's not a bad time. It's not a terrible time for somebody like Bosa. Uh, they were expecting him to be a little bit faster, but he absolutely killed his agility drills. Uh, he actually profiled extremely similarly to J.J. J. Watt, almost to the T. Um, he's he's still fairly safe to go in that top five. DeForest Buckner may jump ahead of him if the Chargers feel like being crazy. Although I'm not entirely sure they even go defense with their first pick. Uh, but that's that's a time that's a question for another time. Um, I think is just fine. He didn't help himself, didn't hurt himself. People, they don't In the NFL, they don't really care about you going after Twitter trolls as long as you don't step over that line. And while immature well, I, and kind of dumb, it didn't really step yeah. over that line.
2: Well, I mean, my thing is, to me, only step over the line is that don't, you know, you, you, you put in the work and I give you that, but in, and you, and you've got the genes, but don't tell them they're going to still be paying off the college debt at 35 when you retire. Like, that to me is torn the line of, you know, these are the fans as well. And these are parents of fans, and they're gonna say, you know, well, you know, F you buddy. You know, all of us can't be six six and two hundred and seventy five pounds. It's just I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that. You know, Man, compared the fact, to the football field.
0: Compared to the football field, that's probably the nicest thing Joey Bosa has ever said. Do you yeah, have any I, idea I, what's being said on those football
2: fields, man? I, I do I'm, I'm I'm sure. I just, you know, when he's already, you got to remember, he's already kind of overcome that. Why did you get suspended piece anyway? And then to come behind that. And then I saw him getting interviewed by my, uh, Mayock and uh, Rich Eisen, And he just didn't seem like he was all the way there and engaged. I don't know. To me, he is going to drop. He may drop a little bit farther, unless, you know, the Cowboys rescue him at four, which they might
0: because of Gregory and Hardy. Um, he won't drop past I, I six. Know. If he drops to six, Aussie Newsom is sprinting up to that stage.
2: Yeah, you know I don't want that. You know I don't want that. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other piece is that we talked about it is is Miller. And I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm on a, a Buckeye piece here, but to me, I, from looking at it, you know, I, I thought that he he hurt himself in the fact that he had so much momentum coming out of the Senior Bowl, and just, he just did not look natural catching the ball at all. I, I swear I saw him fall on every route. Like, when He was catching passes from the quarterbacks he failed. When he was going through the gauntlet he fell a couple of times like, dude, haven't you played in Indianapolis? I'm Change sure he did. Place. One of the big ten games. Get some longer spikes. And he failed literally like on every route. and just I giving all the praise he was getting coming out of the senior bowl. I I think he, you know, we talked about it I, I somebody may take a chance with him in the second round, but I doubt he goes at all to the first round. If he does and somebody smoking that good gadget cuz I wouldn't take him in the first round. I love Braxton Miller. That
0: was um, that was like I said, I didn't I left him off for another reason because personally, I'm not 100% sure anybody was going to take him in the first round. I think that may have been a smoke screen. There's just there's just no precedent of taking a quarterback who converts to a wide receiver and then being an all-star player, especially out the gate. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's played since he was 4, played the same type of position and you're asking right. him at the highest level to just all of a sudden learn how to be a very difficult position to learn. Um, so I, I think yes. he is going to be in the second round. There's no way he's going to drop to the third. Uh, his 40 time, actually, it wasn't his hands or his slipping that hurt him the most. It was his 40 time. For some reason, yeah. teams were really expecting him to run a 4-3, to which I'd say, do you realize how fast 4-3 is? But <laughs> he's pretty fast, I, so, I, I thought he was going to four. Yeah, He may be pretty fast, but dude was still yeah. a quarterback. I mean, are you expecting him to be faster? Did you think he was the fastest player on your Buckeyes? Did you think he was faster than Devin Smith or Devin Smith last year? Did no. Did you really think he was faster than Devin?
2: No. I just Devin ran a, a 4 too. Yeah, I expected him to run a 4-4. Four. Four. And, and I think that still would have helped some of his fall into his hands a little bit. But the 4-5, I was shocked at He only ran like two cents of a second 4 uh, Four-five's no, not
1: bad. Four-five's not bad.
2: I mean, it's his agility fast. drills
1: were I've awesome. Seen, yes, he's still well,
2: an I've seen athletic him And freak. Michael Thomas run. he's like 6'4". Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But if you watch the Buckeye games and you watch him make plays and run, and you see Michael Thomas run, there's no way you would look at it and think that he would run two tenths of a second faster than Michael Thomas. You would think he'd be much faster Oh, than Michael, than Michael Thomas, Thomas'
0: play speed is slow as dirt. Michael Thomas is yeah, yeah, one yeah, of these players right I think supremely overrated. No offense. And that, Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, he's he's going
2: to always be a number two. And that's why I, think I questioned when I saw that. I was like, I don't know if I would take him in the first round either. I don't think he's ever destined Reminds to be me guy who back for. Him.
0: Who is that? Reminds me of Michael Jenkins.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, but Michael was good at the same size, two, Same size, same size. Yeah. And I think that's why I think that's I told you. I think he's more Alvin Harper than he is Michael Irving. You know what I mean? I think he's more number two in that, exactly. that separating himself and, and keeping up a nice game plan for him. Um, and my other piece, I have two other ones. Um, one winner, one loser. One winner, just the defense of the defense of general. This is going to be a ridiculous deep.
0: Yeah, Darren Lee, your defense. boy Darren Lee destroyed it.
2: Yeah, yeah and I think in every mock I've seen, I'm sorry I haven't gone to the conference at 17. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know somebody that's not going to want that.
0: Um, I'll tell you who going to be. Darren Lee is the fancy pick. It's going to be Jonathan Bullard that goes to Atlanta. I'll put a 20 down on it right now.
2: Uh-oh. Okay.
0: Um,
2: Dan Quinn coached movement. him in
0: Florida. He's already come out and said he loves Dan Quinn. He's that type of defender, that type of Michael Bennett role that plays on the edge on first two downs and then rushes from the inside on third down. His agility drills were the third best out of defensive linemen. He's going to the Falcons. Yeah, I, I
2: really think the Falcons to should trade back. It just depends on they need him and DJ and Spence to have a better combat. To to create that that market for them so they could trade back so that also hurts the Falcons as well even if they wanted to fail an interview right they needed them to you know to to drive up the price so to speak and one last other one it was that uh, you know the slowest wide receiver class since 2011 and I and I average of four five six yeah I mean and and again we have talked about it with Treadwell that somebody's going to make a dumb decision on the forty and miss out on the next Brandon Marshall. But just as a group to be that slow, because not everybody's going to be slow, but be as fantastic as trade well. You know, some of these dudes, like you talked about, at Wilson. That dude, you just slow. Like, did you practice? I mean, part of it is practice, right? reasonable. The, the slowest class is 2011.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I mean, that's that's just terrible. One thing I want to um, look at though to make sure, because while they're saying slow, so I I want to say this is probably one of the biggest wide receiver classes too, as far as height and size wise, which is always going to have a little bit of effect. There's a lot of just. Big, big wide receivers in this class.
2: Yeah, absolutely, um, it, and, and that's true. But I mean, when I when I heard that, and I was watching it too and looking at the times, like you know, these dudes are these dudes are slow, and I thought I was tripping, but clearly I'm not uh, because <laughs> that's what it, that's what it averaged out to. So uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about the combine? I think we've kind of uh, torn it down here. I'm not
0: sure if there's anything else I have to add for you. You hit on a lot of the same people.
2: That, uh, Nothing that, that we I can fit in this
0: time frame because I could spend a whole lot more time breaking down this draft because there were a whole lot more winners and losers. I just tried to pick out mm-hmm. kind of the main ones, but there there okay. was kind of no middle ground in this draft. It was kind of you either won it or you lost.
2: It, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, and I, I want to stay with the NFL um, because we've had some things happen this week. I just wish we had more time. And I'll start with it. Uh, just came across with. The Falcons part ways to Roddy White. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, because I think we both anticipated that would happen, especially when he just declined to take a pay cut over and over again. But um, just as a Falcons fan, are you not necessarily surprised? Are you happy they did it now? Uh, do you think he should have taken the pay cut? What, what are your views on it? Because, I mean, he's been a fan favorite here for, what, 11 years? So, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet to see him get cut.
0: Not surprised at all. Um, it, it's time. I mean, anybody – Anybody who didn't expect this or didn't think this was the, the the biggest outcome was just fooling themselves or they were just a Roddy fan. Uh, no shame there. He's been a good receiver for a long time. As of right now, the best receiver the Falcons have had. Um, there's just – he's 30 he's – 30, wrong side of 32. He can't run anymore. He can't separate. Uh, and he's too vocal about it, uh, too vocal about not being involved. And there's – it's one of those things these old receivers will do, and it's just time. And the Falcons, in the position they are, with the lack of talent and how much they need to retool, they couldn't afford to pay Roddy three or four million dollars because he's a fan favorite. That three or four million needs to go to bolstering another position because they, like I've said before, they've got maybe five players that they don't need to upgrade. Yeah,
2: yeah, true. It's just when you when you see that, you know, a long time player get cut, kind of like him how, how back for the one day at the end. Yeah, exactly. That's how I talked about, like, Colts again getting cut the Saints. I and mean, I'm not a Saints fan, but just the production he's giving them his tenure there. You, you, you hate to see that happen, but you know it's going to happen because at the end of the day, uh, it, it's still a business. Um, so just a, a transition. uh, into the transition of franchise tags that were handed out, I'll just read off the list real fast and let us see if any that, that stick out to you. Uh, Eric Berry, of course, um, franchised by the Chiefs. Cousins, franchised by the Redskins. Uh, True Johnson, franchised by the Rams. Uh, Josh Dorman by the Panthers, um, Cordy Glenn by uh, the Bills, and a transition flag uh, to uh, Vernon from the Dolphins. Uh, any one of those you want
0: to want talk about? There are a couple that I have in mind, but I'll throw it to you. Yeah, actually on the front row this morning, we had Aaron Murray and his agent were in there today. So I was able to talk with his agent a little bit to kind of figure out a little bit more about these tags. There's There's really three types of tags that are used. There's the exclusive rights free agent or the exclusive rights tag, which is what Von Miller got. Um, There's Mm -hmm. the non-exclusive, which I believe Kurt Cousins got.
1: Then there's the transition
0: tag, which Vernon got. All the other ones are fairly expected. Miller, of course, was going to get it. Um, Mm -hmm. The Rams were in a tough spot. It was between Trumaine Johnson or Janoris Jenkins. I think they made the right choice going with Trumaine. I think he's more likely to give them a deal. Mm -hmm and give them a better deal money-wise. Janoris Jenkins has always been one of these kind of high-strung players going all the way back to Florida. In fact, he yeah. fired his agent after they offered him a deal that was averaging that was going to put him in, like, the top ten corners paid, and he still fired his agent over it. Um, Josh Norman's not surprising. I imagine they'll get that deal done fairly soon so they can get right back into the cap. The only one that's really shocking is the Dolphins applying the transition tag to Olivier Vernon.
1: That makes no sense <laughs> to me
0: because – they're, they're, they can't get any draft compensation back for that transition tag. What the transition tag is, they have the right to first refusal, meaning somebody else can offer him a contract, but the the Dolphins can match anything he's given. The problem is the Dolphins have already fly, has, or have already shown that they're not going to pay 15 for him, and the transition tag puts him right at 15.9. So if somebody comes in and pays him close to what the transition tag is going to pay, the Dolphins are end up saying bye bye to their best pass rusher. And get nothing in return. Yeah, it's agreed. very, very it's, weird with that Marlins salary cap situation. Their their front office is just not real good at handling money.
2: Yeah, and again, you know, just trying to bring the people into our tech conversation we had about it because uh, you knew that Vernon was going to be up and Wake was going to be up. You give Sue big money and you extend Tannehill, and we can argue you know, Hill's not worth that money, but this is a quarterback-driven league. If you hadn't taken any other quarterback in that draft class, they would have been due for an extension. So you would have you would have been hoping and praying to give him that money because that means he panned out. So you didn't want to start over again anyway, at the quarterback position. But also for me, for the Dolphins, and that's one I wanted to hit on, was that you did this last year with Charles Clay, and you lost him to a division rival. So you know you've for proven nothing. that it doesn't work for you. For nothing, and then now you got Bernie here. Somebody gets in one of those poison pill contracts where they give you too much money up front, and they can't match it. So at that point, I don't even understand putting it on putting that tag on him because you're just gonna lose him.
0: Um, the Rams you could have the exclusive rights or a non-exclusive. And then you could have at least gotten two firsts out of it. If you just applied the non-exclusive tag, if nobody went for it and if nobody bit, you'd pay him an extra couple mil. But at least if somebody overpaid for him, like teams are bound to do in free agency, you'd have gotten two firsts. Yeah, but I think they're saving that for weight. So the argument
2: is, which one do you give it to? Do you give it to him or Vernon? I agree with you. I would have given it to Vernon. Um, but they made a decision again. The the, I, I, the, Dolph, the Dolphins cap management and GM position has just not really been a strong two here over the past couple of they're years. Um, it, it, it's terrible. I mean, and when you got to try to bring back Dan Moreno to help it too, uh, I that let you know they are just you know uh, not having a as whole lot of bad. The
0: Eagles are giving Bradford
2: thirty six million dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna touch on that in a second. <laughs> um, the Barry the Chiefs, I, I I see that logically because I think he's their best young player and 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 I root for him getting over uh uh left over, left over. But that also hamstrings him right because now you know the Derek Johnson and Tom Brady, although they're getting older, are in play and they're gonna have to keep that placeholder money in place for Barry. But I don't, I'm not sure what the number is.
0: For a safety 10. that 8. might be another reason. Ten point eight. So that's at ten point eight, that's at ten point eight that's awesome. For the best safety in the yes. league, definitely. And for their yeah. leader on that defense. The, definitely. I think that was a brilliant move by KC. Yes. And that's what we talked about yesterday also,
2: folks, in our in our messages that the good teams I think use those tags on the non elite position so they don't destroy their salary cap. You know, they're not doing it at quarterback at uh offensive tackle at defensive end with a number. It's just ridiculous. Um, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, you talk about Parlay Get yourself at eight a raise, right, boy? You, you know what I mean. You talk about Parlay at 8 games stretch to nineteen million dollars. I mean, my word, that's that's a huge payday for him. Uh, the normal one we saw an coming. Eighteen
0: point two million
2: dollar raise. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's going to sizzle. It. You know, we're going to make it rain. Just throw it in the air. Woo! Um, Surround for everybody. Who likes that? Uh, and I agree with you. <laughs> and I agree with you with the Rams. Uh, you knew Janoris Jenkins was a head case, you know, and he was on. You really aren't going to get him on that, on that five-year four-year deal for so long. Five-year deal, I believe. Uh, once Buddy got kicked out the team in Florida and had to go to, I think, North Alabama uh, to finish yep. out, uh, yeah, I think you you go with the high-character guy and, and you let, you know, you give him a number. If they, if they balk at it, then you, you move on. So, I, I'm agreement with you. I think the Rams uh, chose wisely. Um, about Bob Miller reportedly seeking sixty five to seventy million in guaranteed money. Now Ooh. Yeah I I, I I don't agree with that. And I don't I my thing is you may be paying him for past accomplishments, even though he may still be a monster in the future. But I, it comes to the same conversation that we've had before in the summer is you can't devote that kind of money to one person. Say, well I don't think you should get that kind of money to a quarterback because you're going to destroy your cap system situation. Look at everywhere. Everybody's restructuring. The Breeds has to restructure New Orleans. Blackwell has to restructure in Baltimore. Um, I, I, just don't, I just don't see you giving one guy that much money, that much of your cap space, dude. It
0: ain't going to work. I mean, there ain't no way you can guarantee $70 million. As good as Von Miller is, and he is, if not the best pass rusher, in the top three. He's mm-hmm. right up there with J.J. Watt and Justin Houston who, by the way, is not receiving any love again. Um, Von Miller's also got that past history of being a knucklehead. I mean, yeah. I'm sure this is the first camp throwout number. I'm sure they'll settle in that range of, I'm guessing, probably about 40 to 45 mil guaranteed. Um, they'll probably stretch it out over to like a seven-year, five to six, maybe a seven-year contract. There, There's no possible way that Denver can give him Seventy million guaranteed. If you're going to do that, you might as well give him a seventy million dollar contract and just guarantee all of it.
2: Yeah, and, but the thing about it is, if I'm his agent, though, so, right? If I'm looking at that Sue contract and I'm like, Sue, Sue's not as disruptive as I think that Von Miller is, especially coming off that edge. I mean, and the Sue is—he's is, uh, way more of a knucklehead than Miller is. You know, he's—he's he's just ignoring the defensive play calls coming in from my like I'm just going to rush the pass and do it my way. You know, so if you can get that kind of money, if you're the agent for Bob Miller, you're going to get fired if you don't push for that money. Or say, you know, we'll franchise us, and then you're going to keep having to franchise them, and then the kicker comes in every time you franchise them thereafter. So, oh, man, it's a tough spot, only because the numbers keep escalating at that defensive end position. It's really close to the quarterback position, where it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Um, I, I I agree with you. I just – I think if it doesn't happen, they're going to keep having the franchising, and then are come to a conclusion that, hey, we can't do it, and then let him go. And then that's going to be a I think that's the way swallow. it's going to have to There's
0: go. There's just no way you can guarantee that much money to one person and still expect to have the money to re-up everybody else you need.
2: Like in Jackson, who's also driving a hard bargain as well. Some of these guys, I you know, and that's another rant for another day, uh, is the... I don't want to go to Cleveland and make fifteen million dollars when I can stay in Denver on a ready-made team and make eleven or twelve. Like, buddy, there's How people How much making... do you need? Yeah, right, right. There are people making a couple hundred thousand dollars that are living comfortable and helping their legacy, which you talked about in generational. You don't that three million dollars. Come on, man. You're just going to buy four cars with it. I mean, stop playing. You, do you want to win or this? not? Yeah, he's tripping. He's he's, he's tripping hard. <laughs> like he's tripping way hard for the car collection. Uh, you touched on it. I don't know what the Eagles are doing with with, with Sam Bradford, thirty six million for two years with twenty six million guaranteed. I I'd rather just go get um, Chase Daniel that he knows the offense and let him be a placeholder and thought. draft the quarterback.
0: I thought there. Right. I thought that was the easiest dot to connect. This entire off season was Chase Daniel to Philly. I mean, all you've heard Peterson talk about is how good Chase Daniel can be, and you, you already know Bradford is the most mediocre quarterback in the league. I thought for sure if there was one prediction I was going to get right, it was Chase Daniel to Philly. But Philly being Philly, they have to throw a wrench in everybody and just prove that they're just they're just a dysfunctional organization, always have been and always will be. I mean, it's just – I don't understand how some of these people are in the front offices in the NFL. I mean, what more do you need to see from Sam Bradford before people realize that I don't care what Jaworski says, Bradford is an overrated quarterback. He's nothing more than average in this league.
2: Yeah, and he's already made a shit ton of money up before. You know, he's he been like a $58 infinite.
0: million dollar guarantee from when he got drafted number one overall out of Oklahoma.
2: Right. He's, he, he's the last contact where everybody was looking like, hey, man, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep giving un, unproven players this money, and I'm out here killing myself for three years in the league, and I can't get paid because you're giving all the money to the first round pick who's done at zero. Um and I think they're saying it's really like a one-year deal; they can get away from it after the second year. But basically, if that's the case, and you've already guaranteed twenty-six million dollars, if you cut him after this year, you basically have made a one-year twenty-six million dollars deal for Sam Bradford. Like I,
0: you paid. No, it. if you I, do that, you're paying him more this year than you paid him last year. You were rewarding yeah, I, that year. Yeah. I, it, it, yes. So
2: I don't know what's going on in the NFC East. That is just. Another level of dysfunction between Dallas and Philadelphia. Um, the Giants generally get it right, but then, you know, Tom Coughlin goes on the air and talks about how he's still pissed off. he's throwing
0: some shade, too.
2: Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. Like, there's nobody involved. Is crazy. <laughs> the only one that actually is being confident are the, are, are, is Washington with Dan Snyder at this point, which is just unheard of because yeah. we all know Say that three confidence.
0: times without laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
2: there was a couple more I wanted to get to here. Make uh, sure the lady doesn't cut me off. Um, and I thought this, I'm going back and forth with this one with Incognito. What I read is that he's really playing hardball with the Bills on this new contract. And a piece of me is saying, yeah, man, get your money. But the other piece of me is saying, bro, you were in exile. Like, they went out on a limb for you after that bullying scandal to bring you back. They were one of the only teams to even make that a consideration. And yet, yeah, you played well for them but they gave you another opportunity to have a chance to play well in the NFL. So at what point do you not say, hey, you know, we can't get what we would normally get if I was an upstanding citizen uh, prior to this and I was trying to chase every buck. I mean, I, oh, I, I kind of side with the Bills on this, and I generally don't normally side with a team that can just cut you in the heartbeat, especially in the NFL, uh, and, and be done with you. But come on, man, you were in purgatory and they pulled you out. That's got to count for something.
0: You know, this is one of those weird times where I'm actually going to side with the player. I don't see anything. I mean, it's his his last contract. I mean, you know organizations aren't going to be loyal to you. I mean, you can't really be any more loyal to them. Get your money. I mean, he had a fantastic year. Um, Congratulations. The Bills got him for a steal last year. They hardly paid him anything last year. You can't expect him to do that, you know, for his last two years of his career. I mean, I've, I've got no problems with it. Doesn't I mean I like the guy, but had a fantastic season. Might as well go ahead and bank on it. And if the Bills really want him back that bad, they can pay another two million.
2: Well, here's my thing. You, I don't. The, and what I've read is not that the Bills are trying to totally lowball him to game him the same price they got him. Because of course, he's having no, he a really good year for him. But but my thing is this: without us, you don't even have an opportunity for another two-year contract. Because nobody was going to touch you. You were so radioactive. Nobody else was going to sign you but us. So we gave you an opportunity right. to show and prove. But so so that's me, that's why I think it should be a little quid pro quo of without us, you're still in the street, bro. You don't have another two year contract. So whether we're gonna you give us eighty five percent of what you're on the market, that's better than that zero percent you would have got without us sitting at your house chilling, still, you know, trying to figure out how you get, get past the Jonathan Martin scandal. So
1: break I'm down another car.
2: You. Yeah, I'm normally with you, but given how, you know, just untouchable he was. Eh. Mm. Okay. Uh, we'll go past that because I'm not going to necessarily go too far for somebody <laughs> that's just clearly an idiot. But I, I thought that was a little messed up. Um, so the Bills, of course, release Wario Williams because you just can't come out and talk about your coach and your, and your defensive coordinator like that. Uh, you think your talkers have any interest?
0: Um, I think he is a fit for Atlanta. Depends on the price point. Um, he was set to make 16 million in Buffalo. No way the Falcons are paying him that. Uh, if you and unfortunately there were some dum dums on 680 this morning on the Front Row. I'm not going to or on the uh, the morning show, the Rude Awakening. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, thinking you could get him <laughs> for six to eight million dollars. That's not happening. Dude's one year removed from being an all pro. That's not
1: happening.
0: Yeah. My guess is he'll be in that 12 to. I'm guessing he'll be right around 12 million dollars. He made 14 last year, where he had a great season before. Just before um, Rex Ryan came in and said, "Hey, I know you're just coming off an All-Pro year, and so are you, Jerry Hughes, but now we're going to switch everything because Rex Ryan is a dummy." Um, there's a lot of chatter <laughs> that he could go back to Houston. Um, I think I think Ooh. the Falcons are a great fit. Um, it just depends on how they want to do this. They've got so many needs. Mario Williams would be fantastic. Uh, he's a little bit of a different type of compliment. He is 31. That'd be my only problems with giving him a, a big year deal. Um, but for a three year deal or a four year deal where the the fourth year isn't isn't uh, guaranteed, I'd be all for that because it gives you that power element on the other side. And then that that should really release Vic Beasley up, being able to have somebody where they have to account for Mario. I mean, yeah. I, there's no downside if you can get him. I'd, I'd go for 12. There's just nothing else in this free agent class that you can say, and you have to have a pass rusher. Yeah, and the thing about it
2: is so you got Haleed, but he he was hurt a lot last year, and he's also in the wrong side. Haleed's done. Uh, yeah,
1: done.
2: I don't know if he's necessarily done. We'll see. That knee, is, that knee concerns me, don't get me wrong, you don't have that same injury concern uh, with Mario. You just have more of his mouth attempt. But, again, you, you have a coach that comes in, who's supposed to be a defensive guru, and he changes what you did that made you successful. But at the same time, you can't mouth off about it either. So that's going to hurt him. But I don't think it's going to hurt him enough to get him down to $67 million. I think that's a pipe dream for whoever said that. It's uh, going to hurt him until people realize he was an all-pro. It, or, or right. It, but yeah, but you're not getting it for $67 million. I, I mean, unless you get somebody at discount to go to a ready-made team, in his mind, that needs him and has solid-type problems that can get him to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. And by my say. When I see, especially in the NFL, nobody's making those decisions. You know, right? It's like, okay, whatever. Give me give me the check. Give me the biggest one, and then I'll figure out if I can go to another <laughs> team and make them a Super Bowl contender. I'm not giving you any kind of discount. And that's just where I am. So, yeah, I don't think you can. That, I think that 10 to 12 you talked about is probably um, probably the, a, a better number. Um, before we get out of here, um, there is a couple of MLB news I want to talk about. And like I said before, we, we will get to some predictions about the MLB season uh, as we get closer to the uh, Opening day, but 30 games for uh, for Chapman is that too too light in the butt for you? Or is that just about right, considering that he hasn't? now i'm going to press charges, but what he did, I'm I, I'm not sure. I just want to you know I don't want to
0: persuade you. I want to get your, your 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 take on on the suspension. I actually think Manfred did as good a job as he could have done on this. I think he's avoided the worst of it from both sides. He took the accusation seriously enough to go ahead and suspend him. Uh, and with no legal action, you really couldn't give him an a 60 or an 80-game thing. It would have just been appealed and overturned. My only problem is that they're not handling the FCL Puig situation the same. I think they hit a home right. run on the Araldis Chapman, and then they struck out. Then they struck yeah, out I, on the Puig.
2: I think they struck out on the Puig, and I think Chapman is lucky. Only the fact that I agree he didn't get in, and in – there'll be no targets style. But when you go in the, you know, you say I poked her in the shoulder, but then you went in the car and you let off six to eight shots in the house, and, you know, yeah. if you break your car window on your own, that's that's on you. But the fact that you let off six to eight shots in the house, um, it's it's an intimidation factor you put on your girlfriend, but just the fact that, dude, you have no idea where one of those bullets is going to go, right? Like, it could go through the wall exactly. and hit her or somebody it can else. It could hit somebody so else. On, it, 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 right. So that's where I thought he may have got lucky in the 30 games. But I I heard earlier, and I think it is if it goes up above 50, that this year would have been voided for his free agent year, so he would have basically been Yankees property again for another year. So I think part of it where he gets lucky in the suspension is they didn't want to give the Yankees give him basically a half a year for free and then give him another full year because the suspension would have avoided this year of his, uh, his contract and not made him a free agent. So I think that's where they come with the numbers at. Uh, but yeah, he got lucky, and I totally agree. You know, when there's video of you brawling and, and, and your sister, and you, and you know, beat up and bleeding and, and all the craziness at the club, come on, man. Uh, how did you not get suspended? I mean, cause, maybe because it's not his yeah, wife or his, his girlfriend. On. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. So it's just I, because I, I'm it's with. Puig, and that's another reason why people hate Puig. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's video of that, too. That's what I was like, no, nothing? 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 Okay, yeah, I think I think Jose Reyes is going to get the book on him, though. I think he's going to. Oh, out Jose Reyes about to get, Jose Reyes about to get hurt. Yeah, he he he's going to miss about the whole season, really. Because I mean, that's his chick, and he's been indicted for it. So yeah, not looking good for him. If you get thirty games for for you know shooting up, and a he's already too old to be things. making the MLB any money. That's very true, and 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 don't believe for one minute that's not a part of it. Um. The Royals and Perez, I know uh, Hosmer is probably uh, happy about this. Agreed to a new five year deal. I think was it was it
0: $70 million or $60 million for five years for Perez? Um, like. I thought it was right at 70 I could be wrong. I've been in a little bit of a I baseball think. funk lately.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. i am with you because it's, it's hard for us to
0: get super excited about uh, what's
2: going to really happen for our change this year. Even though everybody's been giving you guys a, a lot of kudos for what you've been doing and your teardowns, better than what they've been. Giving us, I five year, fifty two point five. Wow! So I still think that's a a steal for Kansas City.
0: Um,
1: I, as long as
2: think he can, can keep wins? his
0: development going, he's lost a lot of the he's lost a lot of the power promise that he had. But dude's a good hitter. I mean, you you won't see this him really below a two seventy five. This is Perez. This is Perez. Uh,
2: they, oh, Perez fifty two point
0: five. Perez, yeah. Ooh. I
2: think the is probably happy because. It, it, it's showing Kansas City's willing to spend on their own core, right? But Oh, that's a I, huge deal for Salvador Perez. Yes. yeah, is That, that kid's one of the like, top ten, top five catchers in the league. Yeah. I, I Agreed. That's what I looked at again. I misread it. Five years, 52.5. So it's basically just averaging that a little bit more than $10 million a year. That, I I think that's a steal. And I don't think Hosmer and them giving them that's, that kind of discount. Woo. Unless they got together, nice. which would be great if they got together and said, that's hey, how shocking. about we all take a little less money? Yeah. But if you got a good thing going, right, you guys got right, to get together and say, leave a million off for the next guy, and we all stay together and keep this thing rolling, I like that. Um, like, like you said, dude, it's still $10 million in Kansas
0: City. You can't spend that much
2: money in Kansas' freaking city.
0: What are you going to do? Dude, that's, that's that Kansas City style of baseball operations, though. That's why they are going to be a team to be reckoned with for a long time. The days of Kansas City being a dumpster fire are done. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So I want to get us out here a little bit on this on this "Dame Day Sleep" because he kind of goes in on that verse. I, I started with his because he's had some other cats uh, he featured on the song that we we can just do without. Uh, we're, just, we're going to go with the Dame piece. So I'm excited to hear this. Always, I ain't heard it yet. Yes, sir. As, as always, good talking sports with you, bro. And if I don't talk to you before, happy birthday! Don't 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 get too wild well now I I know how you do. Um, and I'll be in contact with you as we get some of this one dude who's coming in from the NFL uh and, and baseball.
0: Alright, I'm sure we're gonna to talk to you as soon as this phone call's done. Sorry fans, you're gonna to have to wait another week though for the scoop.
2: Yep, yeah, sir. Alright, let's get it.
0: Let me holler at y'all about a few things
1: quick I'm as humble as they come, but my shoe game lick I ain't make the all-stars, but I'm full game sick. Last time they count me out, what I do, game sick. You know the answer, but keep it to yourself I really love this game, man, it's deeper than the wealth I was taught to play for keeps, but never keep it to yourself Real recognize real, and I only see myself I see a lot of things different, I'm blaming my environment It's I was getting, it's the reason y'all admire them Ten toes down, and that's just a Requirement that private housing people when you we used, used to hear a Cyrus a yama made the key these suckers ain't the factor. a affected. The gram ear. say you get it, but I'm getting to it faster. Right. I didn't a financial aid, I even did it faster. Made it to the league still winning, got my back I'm savvy in the streets, and crafty with the rock though. Cruising like a Porsche, but still looking out for potholes Money got a smell, they was watching me at rock those. I was on alert See seasoned syrup on your waffle. I'm nothing like these others, my swag stay the same. I got a lot of cash. But I ain't ask for the fame, cause that's just a shame I don't need the validation, but y'all do Y'all, I hope you reach the aspirations I've been told that I was petty, and now I'm back to differ Cause I come from the basement, you can call me Big Tigger My moves calculated, man, I'm something like the Riddler Moving on from you kind, Follow following the steps of Kimber. I hardly take shots, but when I do, I switch them And then we have a party called that a bar mister See, I don't play games, I rather work the system They ain't put in that time, and dollars what it gets to. I hardly care about the critics. I'm killing, they won't admit it. Underdog, wrapped the cradle when they trying to babysit it. Raised around goons, we ain't much into the gimmicks. Play dumb, but really smart. I used to rock that academic. They've been sleeping on me heavy for a very long time now. Big on respect, I'm about to start cutting in line now. I'll be on some other... Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa.